Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Uh, that Yes, Mike Lawson, that's what we do. That's what we do every single week without fail. We've yet – you know, we're over 190 episodes into this thing. We've yet to miss a week. Yep. You know, like when when look go back to our old episodes you never see one forty nine well no, I hate one forty nine you never see one forty nine and then one fifty one you know they go in order we never miss a week oh I get it yeah how are you what's new what's what's up I've been doing a little tutoring you know as they come I don't go looking for it but as they get as they call me uh, I, I take these cases you know much yeah. like a detective. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I get this call from this woman, and she – what's so funny? It's a smoky room. Yeah, she's like – there's a client, and I go, who's in there? And she's like in a – she has a veil on. She's like, I have a daughter. I hate to, I hate to bother you, Mr. Batanz. I have a daughter. She's quite the problem. I need you to help her. And I light a cigarette. Tell me your case, dear. You know? Anyway. So she calls me, and the woman's nice enough. She's, you know – Nice lady. And uh, she's going to go on vacation, blah, 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 blah. We come back. We'll call you. And she's like, I, you know, the kids have to take these tests. And generally, the parents don't like to pay for me to give them the test. They're very of the, like, why am I going to pay to sit there? You like know? to proctor practice yeah, test, you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Got it. And uh, But this one was like, no, I'm going to pay you. I, I need you to be there to watch her take the test. Otherwise, she okay. won't do it. And I'm like, all right. Okay. Come back, we arrange it. And then I should have known, right? As we're going, as we're leading up to the to the test date, she's like, and you have a lot of experience? And I go, over 20 years of experience teaching these kids, doing these tests. And she goes, and you dealt with all types of kids, huh? And I go, all types. It hasn't been a type I haven't seen yet. Red flags, right? I know. And she goes, well, you know my daughter, she uh, she is not afraid to tell you what is on her mind. Just so you know. Just want to warn you. She's not going to like it, and she's not going to be afraid to tell you that. And I go, okay. I've dealt with those kind of kids before. You yeah. know? But even then, I'm like, I might not take this student. Sure. We'll see how the test goes. So, day of the test comes. I drive over to their house, and uh, the mom's not going to be there when I get there. She says, you know, uh, she's like, you know, the daughter is very upset because she wanted me to be there when she met you, Joe. And, um, you know, so to just understand that. But I get there and the daughter's like, fine. She's like, oh, we're going to go over here. And so very few words are exchanged between me and the daughter. Okay. okay. Uh, it's just like, okay, go put up to this page. Go. All right. And the first section is an ACT is 45 minutes. We finish that section. Next section is a math test. And that's an hour. Here's an hour. And in that time, the mom comes home. She's quiet. She knows she's just floating around. And after the math test, there is a 10-minute break. So math test finishes. I go, you have a 10-minute break? And she goes, can I go somewhere? And I go, yeah, yeah. You're 10 minutes. Do whatever you want. You want to go walk around the house? Walk around the house. I don't give a crap. I didn't say that part, but you know. Yeah. She calmly walks away. Walks upstairs. You know. And then, Mike Lawson, you just hear the loudest scream you've ever heard in your like ah! and the mom's like what's going on what's going on and she's like i don't want to go 
me a three-hour test. You said it was Oh, my God. I did tell you. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And I don't want to do this. And, like, scream. And like, Mike, like, someone's killing her. Like, someone's choking her to death, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there in the dining room going, like, oh, God. Yeah, pay me for this and <laughs> let me go. Yeah. And then the housekeeper is right there in the living room. And uh, during this, another Mexican. Yeah, another Mexican. <laughs> Someone else on their payroll. Another person on the payroll. <laughs> another Mexican doing the dirty work here in the house, right? Yeah. And she goes to me, you speak Spanish? <laughs> and I go, this is while this is all going on, right? Yeah. And oh, I, God, she wanted to shit talk that's so well. I, I go, oh, she fucking <laughs> wants to give the tango. Uh, no, but I understand it fluently. You can talk to me. And then she starts talking. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get the fucking tea on this craziness, right? It feels like it, yeah. Yeah. And then I go, yeah, I understand it. And then she starts talking, and it's about the fucking washing machine. Oh. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. So I just tune out, and now she's talking, and I'm nodding, but I'm listening to the drama going on. So it's like, no, you I will not go down there. And the mom's like, you know, good daughter, I don't, don't want to say the girl's name, daughter, you, you know, you really should do it. Joe came all the way out here to, I don't care. I am not going down and she's going on about the washing machine. And then she finishes talking about the washing machine, I assume. <laughs> and then she walks, the housekeeper walks up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Into the, right into the, the lion's den. Wait, real quick. What if the, like, what if the girl's nickname is like Maytag and you just mixed it all up and she was actually shit talking and you just <laughs> think she, she was went. talking about the washing machine? <laughs> That's a good point. So she goes upstairs. And she goes, they're fighting. And she goes, you, she goes Mrs. Sandy? <laughs> like and it's goes, nothing. Like she's not worried about her safety. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, it, it's as if yeah. they were just having a casual conversation about the, the Oscars or something. She this goes, is a normal Mrs. Sandy? day there. Yeah. Mrs. Sandy, um, the man wants to talk to you downstairs? And she's like, what? <laughs> the man downstairs wants to talk to you? I'm like, well, no, I don't. What is she talking about? And she goes, ugh. So then, so then oh she leads God. the mom downstairs, and the mom's like, what? 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 Yes, Joe, what can I help? And then the, the housekeeper goes to me, Vila, which means tell her. You know, oh, she wants it. you to interpret for her. About she the wanted me machine. to translate about the washing machine. And I go, I go, can you repeat it? I, I go, can you say it again? Because I wasn't listening. And she says it again, Mom. She wants to tell you that the washing machine doesn't have enough water because they're watering something outside. And she goes, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, I don't get Like, whatever, right? And then they go back to fighting. And then she comes back down and she goes, and that's the best part. Of the, I mean, what, I mean, I guess what is the solution here? But the mom comes out and pretend that this didn't happen. <laughs> and she goes... You know, Joe, um, is it okay if, you, if we just finish a test on our own? She, you know, the daughter is very hungry and is tired. And I'm all like, yeah, 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 that's fine. And I'm all like, uh, fuck this shit. I am getting yeah. the fuck out of here, right? 100%. Yeah. 100%. But I did say to myself, and this was my fatal flaw. I go, yeah, finish a test and then send it to me. Like, send me, and then she goes, how, well, how are we going to send it to you? I go, well, actually, you can just write the answers down. Uh, like, she goes, how do I write the answers down? And I even said, well, you know, you can write the answers down. You could just scantrons, you know, uh, that are out there. I don't know, whatever. Just give me the answers and I can correct it. Yeah. So I leave and I'm like, oh, I'm never going back there again. I'm just, that's it. I'm done. Right. So this mom 
was stalking me for days. She wanted a Scantron. I think she thinks that there's a magical Scantron machine that I have. Yeah. I need a Scantron joke. Excuse me, please. I need the Scantron. I need the Scantron. I need a Scantron. Finally, I just find one online and send it to her. Right? Yeah. And then she sends it back to me in pencil. Like, I can't read it. And I'm like, I, go, I think she thinks I have a Scantron machine. And then she sent me a picture of a Scantron filled out in pencil. So I said, look, you got to put use pen. And then I'll grade. And I, so finally, I'm like, I just want to get these people out of my hair. Yeah. And I correct it. 100%. Great job. You don't need <laughs> you know, a tutor. I know. I legitimately corrected it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I should have done. Oh, my gosh. She has a 36 across the board. Yeah, she's yeah. going to Harvard. Bye. And then um, so I just sent her the scores. And then I don't have the balls to, like, quit on there, even though I'm not committed to her. And so I go, like, here's the scores. And then she's, we need to schedule appointments. We need to schedule appointments. And I just blocked her. Joe, that's unprofessional. Well, no, I did. So then I blocked her. And then I wrote her an email. And I said, um, I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to have the time. But she, she, um, she didn't take that as a no. She hasn't been picking up the hints they've been dropping. You know, and so in I fact, think that might be because you're not dropping them properly. Well, you're well, right. footing around what you want to say. Well, so right now she just literally before we recorded, she called again. She called again, and said, "Well, then, because she, well, she was like, well, why don't you call me back?'" And I, and oh, this is where I'm so stupid. I, I, I had written her an email and said, like, "Oh, sorry, my phone broke and I can't get it fixed till Monday." You know. Meanwhile, then I looked. I had written it from my phone, so it was sent from my iPhone. <laughs> so i just i don't know i just wanted to just, that's one of the reasons why i blocked her when i noticed i did that i go you know what there's no there's no saving this but then she called from her home phone and she left the message and so um oh i don't know what to do i don't know what to do i just don't want to teach her is there anything wrong about just saying your child is not a customer I want to service? Like, are, is, are you afraid of? Like, I don't know what I'm afraid of. I don't know. I, I might just write that email from my computer right now. Um, During my story? <laughs> no, that's something you do. I'll be telling the story. I'll hear like I'll hear. Never. No. The only time I ever do it is if I'm looking up. Like a news story you're talking about, or oh. something related to what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so what? So what, I only uh, scroll through Facebook and Twitter. I don't actually. How would you? Anything. How would you have handled? How would you? Have, how would you have handled? Ooh, how would you have handled that? Well, it's hard because, I mean, I don't really understand how you make money and how you like live in the world. But I, th- I think I would be. I would be afraid of like negative word of mouth, right? Well, so, like, yeah. I don't want to start denying. Or, like, you don't want to just never call this lady back, and then you're the tutor that never called her back. Yeah, yeah. So and You don't want that reputation. I have a couple of things to say about that. One, it's an area I never teach and I don't want to teach, right? Mm-hmm. Two, um, I actually considered that when I was thinking about whether to take – I actually talked to people about this and whether to do it or not. And, and, uh, and I considered that because – but th- here's what I ultimately came up with, and I, this is where my experience does come in handy, is ultimately with those people – is I could do the best job ever, and they will hate me and say bad shit about me. 
Right, right, like right. Like, this, this is, a, like, her, their precious daughter can do no wrong. And look, if she's this way about taking a test, Mike Lawson, about yeah. taking a test, it is going to be like this the rest of the time. So, ultimately, I will actually lose money. Um, because I, I assume, too, that people would, like, that word of mouth would spread that, like, what a horrible tutor I was after experiencing it rather than, like, oh, he never called back. And I think people will... Um, not necessarily understand that, forgive that more, but they, they, it's not that's something they remember as much. Because, yeah, with this family, I can tell you, sh- they burn through tutors and talk shit on all of them. And sure. because their well, daughter didn't perform. In that sense, it's almost like if you've ever dated someone that talks shit about all their exes, then it's just a matter of time until you're on that list, too. And, you know, if you're, they have a list of tutors that they're talking shit about. Give yeah. some time and you're going to be on that list. That's all it's going to be. Yeah. So that's what I think. I'm, I think I'm just going to, I think I'm going to write the email when we hang up and just gracefully bow out. Yeah. And I mean, you don't have to be hundred percent honest, but you don't, don't lie either. Don't, don't say you're too busy or just say that it's not right or. Yeah. 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 I, I'll, I'll figure it out. And I, I, I actually, i done my homework, actually, believe it or not. I've gotten the names of other tutors in the area, too. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, to give to her. Yeah. Are you, are there, like, are there, could you just say, I mean, I, I not that you're going to, but would it be just legal or okay to say to someone, like, I just don't want to tutor your daughter? Like, she looks like a handful and I don't. Well, there's nothing illegal energy. about it. You could just say it. Your daughter's annoying. <laughs> I think she kind of knew it. I mean, I, I, you know yeah, what's so funny? Is, you she know, knows. when she said at that day, I mean, I've dropped Mike Lawson so many fucking hints to this woman that I don't want to do her daughter. Like that day, she said, can I just pay you next time for the proctoring? And I said, eh, why don't you pay me now? <laughs> and then she said then, like, can we schedule the appointments? Um, Why don't we do that some other time? And also, like, I've been avoiding her calls to schedule appointments. And writing vague emails. And, like, I don't know why. Like, part of me hopes she did call me. I should almost play the message right now. Let's see. Um. Anyway, so where did we end there? So, like, um. okay, so that's the, you heard the message, Mike. I cut it out for privacy reasons. So yeah. do you think I turn her down? So that's the thing, too. Other people are just like, just take the fucking money. Well, I mean, you're signing up for a headache. Yeah. And if the money is worth the headache, you know, if that evens out, if, the, you know, at the end of the day, the books are aligned and you're cool with that. Do it. You know how much a headache is worth. You've had plenty of them. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. You work at the job you have, you know, there's going to be headaches, but I don't know. That's up to you. I don't know how, how much she's going to pay you. I don't know if it's worth that much money. That's a choice you kind of had to make. I know. I, I it, really do go back and forth where I'm just like, look, it, it's not that long. That's the, the, the good thing and bad thing about this business is the clients don't last very long. Right. You know? But they eventually just, have to go off to school. Yeah, and she doesn't want to tutor when she's going to school. So it's like really like okay, it's like five weeks. Like, can't just do a cash grab for five weeks and just deal with the headache. Whatever you do, you need to get back to her though. Like she, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'll call her when I'm pleading for a call back in her message. Yeah. So, okay. So anyway, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, well, Joe, friend of the show, Scott. Uh, who has a podcast of his own called The Seder Sphere. He was in a production of Finding Neverland. Oh, no, JK, JK, JK. Peter and the Starcatcher. 
different. Mm-hmm. Um, down in Carmel, California, mm-hmm. which is not too far from me. And I told him I wanted to go, and I kind of kept putting it off until the final weekend of the run. <laughs> and, A lot of our stories are very similar here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then on the final weekend of the run, uh-huh. I had uh, the Friday off. Um, I didn't have plans. And I convinced myself, you know what? I'm going to just go by myself. I bought a ticket online. I um, let Scott know that we were going to hang out after the show and everything, right? Mm -hmm. And Carmel, for those of you that aren't familiar with California and our geography here, I live in Oakland. Carmel is like near Monterey. It's past Monterey, but it's a a good two-hour drive, about two hours and ten minutes according to GPS on any given, on a regular sort of day and time. So the show started on a Friday night at 7.30 p.m. I'm two hours away, but I'm like, that's rush hour. I'm going to give myself an entire extra hour to get there. And when I get there, I'll find a place to have a drink or get a bite to eat before the show. I'm all alone, but that'll be fun, right? So is it, are you still there? I'm here. Okay. Um, so we're... Uh, two hours away, I give myself three hours, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So I get on the road, I'm driving, GPS tells me as I'm, uh, when I get in the car, that I'm gonna get to the theater at 7.15. Okay. So there's traffic, quite a, quite a bit of traffic. Are it's you using Waze, me. or what are you using? I use, um, Google Maps. Okay. Um, and it tells, so I'm like driving, I'm basically thinking that, once I get through the traffic, I can go a bit faster than the speed limit, and I'll probably get into town closer to 7. That was my guess. Still a long, long, long drive, longer than I wanted it to be, but I'll get there in time. Things are fine. As I'm driving, GPS starts getting higher and ho- later and later, my my arrival time later and later and later. And then I'm on the 101, uh, driving down the 101 right around Gilroy, which is known for its garlic. Um, I mean, on the 101, and the distance between the exits right in there is like miles. It's not like a really dense area, so there's not a lot of stuff around. No, and okay. I've been through that. I actually love that drive. Yeah, it's super nice. Uh, during commuter hours, though, oh, less nice. I sh- I'm sure it's awful. So... I'm basically we come to a standstill. The next exit is like two miles away. I can't even see the next exit. There's no place for me to like pull off. No place for me to do anything. I'm just sitting there. And my arrival time, 7.30, 7.45. The oh, show wow. starts at 7.30, <gasps> 8, o- oh 8 o'clock. Oh, my God. Okay. And then you you already hate people applauding in a, in a theater. <laughs> my anxiety is awful. But let me add to it, Joey. Since I'm the smart guy that I am, I went and bought a ticket for the show before uh, I got there. I went online and I found a seat that I really wanted in the front row on the aisle. Oh, God. So I'm going to be the guy that's walking in late Mm -hmm. and disturbing everybody because I'm right there in the front. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. That's my seat. Excuse me. Joe, as GPS tells me 8, 8, 815. As it starts getting even later, closer to 8.30, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going in. Um, for a second, I thought maybe I'll just tell Scott I did and meet him at the stage or after and be like, great Cla- show. Yeah, classic Joe Batanz move. I've done that many times. 
I had this friend, so, uh, Colum. He used to be the boyfriend of John Paul when we were in college. Yeah. And I got fooled and he was an opera singer. He's an opera, he's a voice major at USC. Okay. And he used to make, invite us to these, uh, my, these operas were so fucking boring. It's I, an acquired taste. I got fooled to go to one of them, right? Yeah. But then, no, well, you're going to fool me again. So what I would do is I would like show up with flowers at the end and be like, oh my God, it was so good. Merry Wives of Windsor. So <laughs> awesome. You were so good in the beginning. The yeah. middle was great. And the end. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, that part end. when you were like, you know, I loved it. <laughs> um, so that crossed my mind. But then 8.30 hits. My arrival time is now going to be 8.45. How long is this show even? I don't even know. Like, is Scott going to be waiting for me at the stage? You show up and they've point. been holding the play waiting for you. <laughs> oh, finally, you got here. <laughs> There's a scene with, like, uh, Scott looks, uh, he has a sad look on his face, and then it cuts to my seat with the reserved yeah. sign stacked up, stick <laughs> yeah, on he's it. looking at it the whole time. And like, <laughs> Scott, like, Scott's character, Scott's character, and he, like, looked at me like, what? Oh, um, that's right, Peter. Catch that star. So, uh, I did, I text, uh, Scott right over, I text Scott before the show started and told him, like, what was happening, and then... After the show had already started, I text and was like, you know what? I'm just going to turn around. So I eventually get off the freeway right about 830 and am able to turn around and get back. I didn't get home till after 10 o'clock, Joe. So I left my house at 430, sat on the freeway all the way till 10 o'clock p.m. You must listen to some pretty great and fantastic podcasts. Um, I listen to a lot of music. Oh, that's the shitty part, too, though, actually, is... I ended up listening to actual radio because where I was stuck on the uh, 101, no cell reception. And at this point in time, I don't have any music saved on any of my devices. So, But that's also why you need luck. to have podcast. I, I, I don't stream my podcast. I believe I download my podcast. I don't stream either, but I didn't have a lot of content that I like wanted to listen to. Sometimes I'm like in the mood to listen to like – Anderson Cooper talk repeatedly about the same three facts mm -hmm. and let's get three people to talk about those same three facts and then here's three more people that have three very similar opinions about these same three facts and that something about that is soothing but sometimes it makes me more nervous and anxious but I haven't listened to the radio to terrestrial radio in so long yeah it was weird that I can't even imagine doing it the commercials are awful because they're all like local commercials and for um, um, Squatty Potties. Squatty Potties. There's also just like a lot of fast food commercials and um, commercials that are probably cut um, like na nationwide commercials. But then it's like almost like a different voice, like on the corner of First Street and uh, Alma School. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. Um, but anyway, I didn't get to go to the show. So I'm really pissed about that. I could have stayed on the freeway and gotten there and we could have hung out after the show but i would have been in a shit mood after sitting on the freeway for six hours it would i it would have taken me just as long to drive to la on a regular day oh yeah like it, it would have it would have taken about six hours to get there i can't believe it took that like oh my god it's awful yeah it's awful i was miserable um, but it's done. Uh, Scott's actually going to come up here and see, uh, something rotten is going to be coming to town and I invited him to come with me. So he, we're, I'll see him. 
This is Scott. He will see any crap musical. Something Rotten is, well, it is a crap musical, but it's like crap musical for like. um, For people who love musicals. Yeah, musical nerds. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be great. Um, You know who's in it is. um, David Hyde Pierce. No, he's in Hello Hello Dolly right now. Oh. Um, shit. He was uh, the original Mark in Rent. Him. <laughs> Mark Paul Gosseler. No. <sighs> I can't think of his name. It doesn't really matter. People are going to... Now I want to know, though. Why don't you do your famous internet lookups? Oh, I'm sitting too comfortably. That'll get up. I don't want to move. So, um, I have this cousin named Richard. Yeah. He's a week younger than me and gay. Heard of him. Yeah. And he has a boyfriend, and his boyfriend has uh, has to be at his home state of Florida. You know what's so funny? For parole hearing or something? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, a sick family member. Oh, that and, was some funny sign. <laughs> sick, <laughs> sick family member, so he's, in, he's at, in home in Florida. But you know where he lives is this Tampa. Okay. And just the, this will be part of the story too. I think maybe, maybe not. I met up with some people the other day. You know where they live? Where they where they grew up? Tampa. Tampa. And you know who lives in this Tampa? Um, Taylor. Taylor the Latte Boy. Yeah. And his husband. Why would why anyone? Well, no. Look, I, I will say this: the, it's Richard's boyfriend and these two people left Tampa wisely. You know. But why anyone would stay in this Tampa? I don't know. They were telling me these friends that Tampa has the most number of strip clubs. Oh, really? Per capita I've in the been country. There. It's nice. It's, it is. It's yeah. I mean, it's uh, Florida has humidity and heat that's not super comfortable, but it like isn't that miserable. It rains. It's like pretty. I think it's nice. And there's even like a. Would you live there? Um, I mean, <laughs> would it be the top of my list? No. Where would it fall on your list? The middle. Of the bottom? Maybe. It's not the bottom. And there, in West Palm Beach, I think. Mm-hmm. West Palm. No. That's in Miami, though. Oh. Where, uh, we went to a city. Orlando? No. I oh, think Ebor was- City? Maybe I'm really it. There's nice areas, and we went to this one hipster pocket that had like a a feel where like that you could get some good restaurants. Oh, there were yeah, nice, I heard about it. There were t- sort of like hipster yeah. places. Taylor was like, "You there is a burger you can get, <laughs> Joe. I know you love you're a foodie, and yeah. you love gourmet food. They put blueberry jam on your burger. I'm like, wow." Master chefs down there in Tampa. The people that I was hanging out with were telling me that, you know, Tampa's known for, they have the world's longest sidewalk. Mm. I'm like, oh, how am I not living there? And it's fantastic. Anyway, it's not the point of the story. So Richard, uh, his boyfriend is in Florida for the time being, right? So Richard and I have been seeing a lot more of each other. Yeah. And now, how does that make you feel? Like you don't get called as often when the boyfriend's in town. Oh, but you know what? Out. Does you know it what? feel I, like? I, yeah, I get your question. I feel like 
if it was a person that like if it was like a random person I never hear from, I would be annoyed. But like Richard and I still talk like two or three times a week, even when the boyfriend's here and we see each other like once every two weeks. So now it's just bumped up to talking four times a week and okay. seeing each other maybe once a week or twice a week, you know? Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's not like a huge jump. Does that okay. make sense? And also, I know that there's an end when the boyfriend comes back. I just, I feel guilty if like Steve's out of town mm-hmm. and I chase friends and try to make plans. Mm-hmm. If they ask, what's Steve up to? I'll be like, oh, I, he might come. Like sometimes I lie and say like, um, I haven't asked him, but he might join us too or something well, just so they don't know that I'm only making plans with them because I have that weekend free. Let me ask you Steve. this question. So I'm on the outs with this Noah. I'm not going to yeah. get into why I don't, I don't want to spread. That's not my story to tell, right? Okay. But I'm on the outs with this Noah. And I don't know what magic this Noah has over Sweet Michael. Okay? Mm-hmm. As people don't know, Sweet Michael and Noah are boyfriends. But now, Sweet Michael is not allowed to talk to me in front of Noah. Uh-huh. So now the only times I get to talk to Sweet Michael are on his... No, it's one time. On his way home from work. Because when he's on the East Coast, he feels it's too early to call me. So on his way home from work, those are the only times I'm allowed to talk to him. In fact, uh, the other day, we were talking. And I, I can tell in Michael's voice, too, when like we're having a conversation when he has to hang up. Because like he's usually very engaged. And all of a sudden, he gets very quiet. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. You know, he said like that hostage situation voice. Yeah. And the other day, like, all of a sudden he just hung up on me. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just beep, 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 beep. And I was like, what the, this motherfucker just hung up on me. Cause you know, Noah walked by. But anyway, so it's something that I've been thinking about is based on what you're saying is, Is that would that be acceptable to you? I guess that's. I know you would hesitate to tell me what to do. Would that be acceptable to you? Wait, what? That that a friend couldn't talk to me in front of their boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, but on the weekends, oh, I will never hear back from Sweet Michael on the weekends. Like it's literally only now Monday through Thursday. Not every day. So I wish it was every day, but I'm just saying those on the the open times are from like two thirty to three Monday through Thursday. And a selection of those times. Those are my windows. I think you, what's weird about this situation is that you know it's a situation. Because, like, I'm sure I have friends that only text me when they're on the bus. Or only text me when they're alone and bored. Or I have those. Mm-hmm. But that there's somebody who has rules and then you're aware of those rules. That's what's weird. Yeah. And I also don't – I never talk to anyone on the phone. Literally nobody. You and – the. Like, uh, the idea of, like, um, this podcast and that we talk all the time, this is very rare in my life that mm. I actually, like, talk to somebody. I'm all don't. about the phone. I know. I know. And, in fact, you know, I was so hectic under this RuPaul's Drag Race recap, and um, now I'm like, I wish I had another podcast. <laughs> 
You should do a Cheers recap or something. Well, I could handle another, like, catching up style podcast because there's no real pre- – like, RuPaul's Drag Race recap, I have to write a script and pull quotes and do all this shit, right? Like this, I just turn it on. This is fun, you know? Especially since we're just doing a live-to-tape kind of – oh, not to cut out that one part. But for the most part, we're doing, like, a live – why do I – why do on these things where we have to do live-to-tape, why do I make it harder on myself? But – um the point is that uh, – so wait. So in this situation, like, I was actually thinking about this today. Like, because I will say, Sweet Michael and I had – this. Is not, we, we haven't even gotten to Richard. <laughs> what is the story? I was in my head going back. I'm like, wait, it started with Richard. But did he finish that story? I'll get to that story in a second. Okay. Uh, you remember it. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I love Sweet Michael. Sweet Michael and I are very tight. Okay, but I, I've been coming to this crossroads. You know, he and I had a, a heart to heart about my life. Actually, not about me and him. I, I've I've come to accept the situation, so I just there's no there's no need to talk to him about it. You know, but um, about my life, and I had like this mini breakthrough, you know, with him on the phone, and that in, in talking about deep personal things that were going on with me. I realized, you know what it is, a lot of this anxiety I'm feeling is that I have, and I know this is so trite what I'm going to say right now, but it actually was a little mini breakthrough. I have so much love to give that when it's not reciprocated, reciprocated, I get really hurt and then it, it rushes. I need, I need to find avenues where I need to stop wasting time on, on places or people or things or events or anything where that love isn't reciprocated and I need to spend it on time with people who want that love, whether it's my, by the way, myself being chief among them. Right. Mm-hmm. But also like creative endeavors. I can pour my love into that into my nonprofit. I can pour my love into that, into people who are willing to accept that love and can yeah. reciprocate that love. Like, and again, like I said, loving my, not to be RuPaul about it, but I I think one of the people I've neglected the most is myself, you know? And so, um, and and I don't mean this in some sort of like vain way. I mean, like, I guess it is. I need to fucking lose weight and I need to get healthy and I need to show myself love in that way. And so we had that thing, but I think it also means in loving myself, having some sort of self-respect and like... I don't, as much as I love Sweet Michael, like, I need to find out if I have the self-respect to be, like, the mistress, so to speak, even though there's no love there, but, like, being treated like the, because to me, if I, like, well, you and Steve don't live together, but if, I mean, you and Steve wouldn't have this, but if you were in a situation where Steve was like, you cannot talk to that person in front of me. I would yeah, be. Like, it's weird. Yeah, I would have told if I was in a relationship. If that if that ever happened, I would be like, um, I'm an adult, and I will talk to whomever I want to talk to. And if you have the problem, then you leave. You know the room, but I'm not gonna not talk to people in front. Like it's so bizarre. Anyway, Richard. So, um, uh. Last week, I so I, I I'm a member of this. There's this really nice movie theater chain called ArcLight here in Los Angeles, and I'm a member. I'm a gold member, you know. Cool, yeah. And you get all this free shit because of it. But even just for being a member, just any old member, on your birthday, you get a free movie ticket. Cool. Okay, but 
catch, it expires a month from your birthday. <clears throat> right? Okay. So you have a couple weeks left. Well, well, last week. This is last week. I was like, you know what? I don't know what my schedule is going to be the next couple of weeks. I am going to just use my movie ticket today. I'll just go see Spider-Man. Right? Yeah. How'd you like it? I, well, I tell, little, I, I, tell little, I tell Richard. I say, hey, Richard. I'm like, he asked me what we're talking on the phone. He goes, oh, I want to see a movie, but I don't want to see Spider-Man. Oh. But, you know, it's a free ticket. So I'm like, oh, what do you want to see? He goes, I want to see The Little Hours. Have you heard of this movie? No, what is it? It's with this Aubrey Plaza and Kate okay. McCucci and Allison Brie, and they play these nuns. Okay, yeah. And this Dave Franco. I've seen an animated gif from it. Now you understand what you're talking about. Okay. So I go, all right, fine. I'll go see this. I, have, I know not, I've never even heard of it, right? Yeah. As most people have not. And so I'll, go, I'll use my free movie ticket. Now, I will say, when we get to this part of the story, is... This is where greed stepped in, okay? And I realize what's going to happen here is because of my own greed. But as we're walking up to the movie theater, to the to the ticket line, I tell Richard, I say, listen, let me buy your ticket and Venmo me because then I'll get the points Okay. for this visit. You get points for every dollar you spend. You can use it however you wish. Okay. And he goes, okay. And it's like, and this is because of a nice... It's like a like a a nice movie theater experience. It's like eighteen dollars. Okay. Wait, why couldn't it, oh you get points on like your credit card? You're I'm saying? on my membership card. Oh, okay. So like, but he couldn't just use his money and your membership card. Oh yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> I don't know why it. Okay. Like, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? Okay. He could have totally done that because I had. Did you have to like? No, he, I could have just handed him. A, I could have yeah. handed him my. It's like a. It's like a like a rewards card. Like you use the supermarket. Sure. Like the same. Sure. Like the same answer. The answer is true. If you go to the supermarket and they go, do you have a rewards card? If yeah. I was with you and I wanted to buy something, you could hand them my your rewards card and I pay for it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Why the fuck didn't I think about that at that time? So you bought him his ticket though. Okay, and he said, "Yeah, he'll, he'll Venmo me." Right. Okay. Okay. Now I want to get to this little hours. Like this little hours. What a horrible piece of shit movie this movie. Was I, it? Okay. I thought it was. Now here's here's the problem. This is why I'm bringing it up. You should be like, whatever. It's a piece of shit movie. And I want to get racial here, but it's such fucking white privilege laziness crap. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is like it's so it's super hipster. You know, this comedy is like for hipsters. It's like hipster comedians. You know, I feel like this Aubrey Plaza is very hipster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's and, like a special kind of humor. Yeah, and so the theater is filled with these little hipsters. You know, and they're laughing. But it's it's that laughter. Have you ever seen a famous comedian go up and then they're they're not doing well, but because they're famous, they get some. I've bonus never seen points. it happen, but oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a lot of like strained laughter because they wanted to like it so badly. But there's no way. I mean, there's a couple of amusing moments, but for the most part, this movie is so lazy and not funny. And like, I was, ang- I was literally angry when I was watching this movie. And let me tell you this: I know someone in the movie. This is one of the benefits of my life. And I'm not. I don't. This may even count as name dropping. I don't care. I was sitting there watching. I see the credits come up, and I go, I know that person. 
right? When the, in the opening credits. And so I saw this, a person that I know. And by the way, the person I know was very good in the movie. Okay. Um, but there's two people who are really good in the movie. The person I know and Fred Armisen, I will say, makes an appearance late in the film and he's funny. Okay. But everyone else is just so fucking phoning it in. And it, they've shot it in Italy and like a beautiful Italian countryside. And I'm like, you know, they all just fucking wanted to like write their Italian vacation. These are all yeah. friends. We're paying their vacation yeah. for their vacation. Right? We, yeah. And they want to write it off on their taxes, their yeah. Italian vacation. And this was an exact, oh, I guess we got to make a movie too. You know, it's awful, this movie. Anyway, so we leave. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I mean, thank, I, you know, we're kind of, I was mad I wasted my birthday ticket on it, but also like, oh, thank God I didn't, I didn't fucking pay, pay for, for it. it. Yeah, sure. And so then we're leaving the theater. And then Richard says to me, you know, I bought these tickets to a play for my boyfriend and I to go to tomorrow. Do you want to go? It's with, it's, it's called some constellations and it's at the, at the Geffen and it's about, um, a, uh, like a scientist and a, and a beekeeper who fall in love. And in time, I'm like, oh, this sounds so fucking boring. Yeah. I so he's don't giving go you two tickets or he's, no, he, he's, he wants me to go with him. Oh, I got it. He wants you, me to yeah. go with him, right? I'm like, this sounds so fucking boring. He goes, but he goes, he goes, I bought these tickets and now, like, you know, my boyfriend is in an emergency at home. So I'm just going to just lose the money on this ticket. And I was like, fine. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Right. I did not want to go. Right. Yeah. Next week, and then I realized the next day I go, cause then I get no Venmo payment. Oh, and then yeah. I go, Oh my God. Now, by the way, and I want to say this too. I realized the, the theater tickets were worth way more than this movie ticket, you know? Yeah. And I wasn't super bummed. And I was, I was just more amused that I was like, Oh, well, I just paid for, a, I used my birthday ticket for this shitty movie. And now I just paid towards a ticket to a play I don't want to see. Oh, and by the way, when we went to the play, it was high school night. And so the theater was full of high school kids. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to be dating one of them in a year. Anyway, <laughs> so no, and I, and I will say in defense of the kids, they were very well behaved because they were fucking nerdy theater kids. But before the play, I was like, these fucking assholes better shut the fuck up. Right. Anyway, the point is, I was just like, the the play was boring. Thank God it was only 80 minutes, right? And I was just like, well, okay, there we go, right? Yesterday, I'm walking around, minding my own business. I hope he asks you to pay the difference. No, no. Okay. I got a Venmo <laughs> payment for the movie tickets. Oh. And I felt like such an asshole. Totally. Good. I'm glad you feel like an asshole. Ew. <laughs> no, I know. I felt so badly. I was all like, no, I wasn't mad, but I was, right. I'd been like, ugh, I can't believe it. Got tricked into this. Yeah, yeah. Got tricked into this. Well, because also it was, it was also weird in that like Richard and I are going next week for a tour of the cemetery in East LA. We, we paid for it through Atlas Obscura. Uh huh. And I had told him, Hey, for your birthday, I got your ticket. Don't, don't pay me back. Okay. So I was just like, I th- I had been like, well, I tell him I'm going to buy your birthday ticket, but I'm going to buy him a movie ticket the same day, and then they go see this play, you know. But this is this this shame that I feel is the repayment 
for my grossness. So, like, just the, the simple act of Richard paying me back. And I never asked him for it. I never brought it up. Never just He just did it on his own, you know? Made me feel so small and so little. Lesson learned. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? <laughs> um... Well, I had, I was wondering if I had thoughts about that, but I guess I don't. Well, dude, um, I mean, well, do you, have you ever had a circumstance where you feel like you were the asshole? Like you thought you were so yeah. right and then like you're the asshole? Yeah, like that happens all the time. But my, I w- kind of thought where you were going with the story was that he was going to Venmo request you pay the <laughs> difference between the $18 and what he paid for your theater ticket. <laughs> that would have been, been funny, but no, Richard would never do that. In fact, even I feel even worse because Richard, I, actually, to be honest with you, I, I've kind of trumped it up for the story. I felt a little better at the play because Richard also like goes like, oh, do you want a snack from the snack bar? And they brought me like, a glass of wine and some sort of like, yeah. crackers. I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up, Joe. You just went to a play that's cost probably three or four times his movie ticket and got you, like, snacks. Right. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> and it's nice that you're, you've are you got to spend time with him. And- yeah, we've been spending a lot of time together. We hung out yesterday. It was good. The one thing I'll say about Richard is there is definitely, like, I could can, I can see you being like this, too. I could see you guys having this in common. Is Richard has a very short time that he likes to spend with people. So with me and him, even with me and him, and we're tight, I would say it really doesn't stretch much past three hours. 100% me. Yeah. So, like, after three hours, I can tell he just wants to go home. He, like, shuts down. Yep. And and I've learned now, I just don't take it personally. Like, yesterday we were hanging out. We had a really good time. We went to a bookstore. We got fried chicken. We went and got ice cream. But when we were getting the ice cream, he was, like, already shutting down. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you're lucky that the three hours he decided to spend with someone, he picked you. No, you're, <laughs> no, that's you're right. You're probably the only person he's going to see that day if he's like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly, <laughs> exactly right. So, no, I like spending time with him. The point of the story was I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Which, by the yeah. way. As I if do, we needed further proof. I do actually want to say that. I want to say a thank you to Gus Chad, Pride 48 listener Gus Chad, who, and I don't, I don't know if this is really a thank you or not. Um. So you take it back? Well, what? I don't know. I'm going to tell, tell, tell you about it. I'm going to tell you about it. Months and months ago, Mike and I talked to Gus Chad. And on that phone call, I kind of posited that it might be um, funny if Gus Chad made a Christmas ornament with former head of Pride 48, Daniel Brewer, and his arch enemy, Joey Boohecker, as uh, his character, Betsy Carmichael, dancing. And he, you know, kept his word. He made the ornament. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, you know, during the RuPaul's Drag Race season, I can't even remember why, I said something that really pissed Gus Chad off. Sure. And then I refused to apologize, apparently. Okay. So he made another ornament. (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) What was on it? I'll tell you. And he sent both ornaments to uh, co-host of RuPaul's Drag Race, Taylor the Latte Boy. And Taylor the Latte Boy then passed along those ornaments to me. Um, the ornament that I got, it says on one side, a drama queen. And it says a person who b- habitually responds to situations in a melodramatic way. Okay. And then uh, on the other side, I'm going to see. i got to turn the light on here. I'm going to send you a picture here. Oh, you're going to text it to me? Yeah, I'm going to text it to you. Okay. 
a picture of the other side. Because the other one side is just words. You know? Yeah. And um, there's also a letter. I think I can just text you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't read all the letters, though. Queens oh, the letters say, of- Queens of Podcasting Drama Queen Award 2017. And it what, can you describe the picture, Mike Lawson? Well, there's a glare. So, do you have a thumbs up? Is that a? I can't see that. I, I think, yeah, I think I think I think you're right. I think it is a thumbs up. And you're kind of standing. Well, you got titties, by the way. Oh yeah, well you're, look. And you're kind of standing with one hip out to the side, mm-hmm. and you're wearing kind of like a, I would say, sort of a, a flowy women's. Jumpsuit, yeah, yeah, kind of Copacabana arm flare going yeah. on too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe cool. you should post these pictures of the catching up uh, Facebook page. I'm also sending okay. you another picture. This was the the cover of the letter he sent both the letter to me and Taylor the Latte Boy, and this was the cover of that letter. So once again, um, when you're an asshole to people, you get um, presents. Presents. <laughs> and you know Gus Chad, I, I will thank him. He sent it all in fun. <laughs> this one, you're wearing a a black nighty with a white lacy kind of necklace mm-hmm. and a a shining white crown. Yeah, I like this actually. And you have a hand, one hand, uh, the back of your hand is pressed to your forehead. <laughs> like I'm just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> So, what kind? Where? What, is this on paper? Yeah, it's on is paper. This, that one's on paper. Oh, you need to frame this, Joe. I think Please I might make. This. You guys are framing. I think I was making my like profile picture on Facebook. <laughs> I this purple one is really beautiful. I think the colors are great. Mm-hmm. I really like it. You should frame it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, thank you, Gus Chad. I think. Yeah, uh, you should thank him. I think that that's. He's having fun with your. That's the best way to to respond to someone who is probably being a real asshole. Um, so, any other stories, Mike Lawson? Well, um, I have. This is not the night the best story, but I have a friend who I don't talk about a lot, but she lives up here. Um, we've actually been friends for quite a while through like diabetes advocacy and stuff. And she is uh, experiencing the final stages of kidney disease. And if she doesn't get a transplant, she's probably got a couple more months in her, mm-hmm. um, which is sucky and not fun. And the reality is the reality. And she's kind of her and I have been speaking very honestly and openly about it. And it's been, I don't know, kind of draining on me a little bit to like as an introvert to like know that I can't. Like flaking on this friendship is isn't a great thing to do. Yeah, right. Because you know the limited amount of time and everything. So it's kind of forcing me to do things that I'm not super comfortable with, um, but I'm doing them because that's what I should do. Um, so anyway, we were supposed to. Her and I were planning uh, going to an. There's an exhibit at the Oakland Museum uh, for this photographer Dorothy Lang. Mm-hmm. Does that ring a bell? Dorothy the, Lang, yeah the migrants the migrant mother is like her famous photo yeah. um so we're planning on going to that uh because uh my friend is really big into her and has a thing 
and um, she's just not healthy enough. She she lives in Petaluma, which or I'm sorry, Vallejo, which is a bit north of here, um, a good hour drive, but close enough. And um, she just can't make it. So I swear to God, like a movie, she was like, Michael. <laughs> she didn't say it dramatically though, but she's like, why don't you just go to it? And then you could tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that sound like such a, like something that happens in like a movie? Yeah. And then uh, you're like, and I don't want to make light of this, but then you're like, and then the woman yeah. had her back of her hand. I think, you know, she had the fingertips to her cheek looking off in the distance while her starving child clinks to her. Hello? That's beautiful. <laughs> or I go and I see one of her pictures and it's her as a young woman. And then I call her and I'm like, you're in one of the photos. And then it's her husband. And he's like, you need to get here right away. Oh, no, you, no, 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 no. You call her and he's her husband. He's like, and he's like, you just missed her. No, stop. Okay. This is a real person, Joe. Um, so anyway, um, I really didn't want, I'm not a museum person. I think we've talked about that on here before. I, why? I, I think a lot of it is I'm too stupid to understand art. Like I will look at stuff and I can tell like, oh, that's pretty, but I'm not going to stand for more than two minutes at a painting. It's just not, I'm just not smart enough to get it. I think. Have Um, you ever taken an art history class? No. Mm-mm. I think you should. I think you would like it. I think because especially what I know about it, I think you would be shocked about how many rules there are and how and so then what the sort of especially with older art, the beauty of it is like, oh wow, they actually do use that rule and, and then you're looking that's what I like about that's why I actually like the older stuff. You know, like uh go ahead, sorry. No, that's fine. And so um I basically thought, you know what, I'm gonna go. I'm going to take a couple of pictures. I'm going to send them to her. I knew they would have really strict photo like rules, but I wasn't going to like take a nicely cropped photo, but like, Hey, don't take a picture of that picture. Yeah, basically. (laughs) So, um, my plan was to go take a few, say goodbye, like get out of there, be done. Um, but I went and I never knew that the Oakland museum has this amazing, like their bottom level of the museum is a huge kind of exhibit on like California history, more specifically Oakland history. But a lot of it is uh, related to like what was happening in California at the time. And you walk through it like through the years and it's like labeled all really nicely. And you uh, like a lot of the eras have like cars in them. Some of them had like cutouts of what like airplane seats look like. I don't know. It was like super fascinating. But now I'm thinking like, Mike, thank you for being my eyes for me. How was that exhibit? I don't know. I didn't make it there. But they have this amazing <laughs> exhibit downstairs about the history of California. <laughs> I So I walked through it all. Um, the You had to pay extra to go to the Dorothea Lang area. Oh, God. Oh, no, please. What? Did you go? Yeah, oh, I okay. paid. Of course I paid because um, I was there. And it was actually surprisingly really interesting. I learned um, the kind of the the takeaway from it was like how she used uh, her photos to kind of express political opinion. Mm-hmm. And that was interesting. And uh, there were a lot of different um, – there were a lot of quotes from her, no actual like video or anything. 
I don't know even when she passed away, but um, there were there were a lot of quotes and stuff from her that uh, was. I mean, I had a good time. I enjoyed reading. I enjoyed walking through. But I, I would say I was only in that part of the, the museum for maybe 20 minutes. Now, why didn't Steve go with you? I didn't invite him. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Isn't it? Wait, why wouldn't it be? Um, I don't know. Your boyfriend, you can invite your boyfriend. Maybe he wants to go. He knew I was going. He could have said he wanted to go. Is this something you think Steve would not want to go to? Yeah, he wouldn't have enjoyed it. I don't think so. I mean, if I said, like, if I asked him to go, he would go. But um, I feel like I ask him to go to things that I want him to go to. Mm -hmm. And the things that I don't care if he goes to or not, I don't ask. So he says, I want to go if he does, or he won't say that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's, it it works well. Mm -hmm. He does the same thing, too. Like, he tells me when he's going to things that he doesn't care if i go to or not mm-hmm. he'll he'll explicitly say that so has he ever said he was upset that he couldn't go to something that you went to i don't think so no Mm-mm. Hmm. yeah do you have any news stories you want to talk about i do but i'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about it in a very casual way i'm not gonna read that I, I guess in theory i could read the news story but uh, I know enough about it, and you can ask questions if you have any. Okay, but go. You ever hear about this Jake Paul? No, never. He's like a Disney star and a YouTube star. Okay. Right? And he now lives in this neighborhood in West Hollywood. He rents a house for, like, $17,000 a month. Okay. And he has, like, his 10 friends, and they are just wreaking havoc on the neighborhood. Where, like, the, like they're having loud parties, lighting things on fire, they're being super, super fucking bro In fact, he looks like, I don't even think he's that cute. Like, in fact, in fact, I would say he's not cute at all. I actually find him actually kind of gross looking. And then his bro antics make him even less appealing. But um, he has a typical, like, bro look. And like frat boy, broy looking. He's just acting like a gross frat. Like basically turned this nice neighborhood in his house oh. into like a frat broy house. And he's even posted online like the address, mm-hmm. so people know where he lives. So people just show up in this neighborhood. Yes, and, yeah. I know where it is. It's actually right by the Hollywood Improv. Yeah, and what it's on? It's on um, what street is it on? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think I've, I found it. Some people have been driving by and posting on Reddit, and um. Melroy's, Melrose and Kilkaya. Yeah, Kilkaya. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right there. And it's just gross. And, but I just read today that A, Disney dropped him, but Disney's such a like drop in the, but he makes a lot of money from YouTube, right? Yeah. So like Disney dropped him and then, um, he got an eviction notice apparently. Oh, good. But, oh my God. But he'll just find some other fucking neighborhood and just spend, pay through the, through the nose. But it, but it, but I have a lot of thoughts on this. But what are your thoughts initially? Uh, I just think it's like it sounds like an insufferable asshole doing things that insufferable assholes do. I don't mm-hmm. know. What do you think? Well, he is. he's an insufferable asshole, and I would I would he just has a very punchable face, yeah. like a face you just want to fucking punch so hard over and over and over. Like, you just never want to stop punching him in the face. Like it would just be like uh, my arm's tired, Mike. You take over for a bit. Do you suspect that this guy is going to have money in 10 years? Well, that's my – so that's – Okay, so that's where I'm going. 
But I do feel a little pity for him, believe it or not, as much as I hate him. I, it is like this weird mix of pity yet satisfied vengeance because I've been around long enough to know like, oh, queen, like you're spending money like it's going to always keep coming and your your time on this world in terms of fame is, I mean, he's already, I mean, you haven't even heard of him, right? Yeah. And so like it's all preteen girls who like him. You know, preteen boys who think he's cool and preteen girls think it's like, oh, he's cute and like that's how funny he is, you know? Yeah. And that dries up so quickly and, and it's and it's YouTube fame is the worst kind of fame because at least if you're like a backstreet boy, like a boy band singer, you could maybe parlay it into becoming like an adult singer. And there are people who have done that. I'm not saying it's easy, sure. but you can do it. Right. And and your like stupid one hit is going to at least bring in some cash for yeah. a while because they're going to use it in a commercial, ironically, in a few years. Yeah. You can always go on some shitty tour. Like, it, yeah, you can. There's always avenues of making money. But these YouTubers, he's not an actor. Uh, he's I mean, I think he thinks he is, but I don't think he's a very good actor. He's not. He has no discernible talent except for being himself and he's such an insufferable asshole and especially when your talent of being yourself is little kids like they grow up right you know and unless you have money socked away and he's not spending like he is like in other words it's so funny that the day this story broke was the same day that aaron carter remember him yeah he was in the news for getting arrested do you know do you know this story no i don't i mean i think i saw headlines but i don't pay attention i actually enough. don't even really understand the story he got arrested okay that, who yeah. cares but the point i'm telling you is look up what he looks like now mike he's only 29 he looks 59 oh wow did you, did you find him yeah he looks horrible right and he's a singer do you know what i'm saying like, he, he's a singer and like he's so fucking washed up and like getting arrested i mean this jake paul is not he looks like Sharon Needles a little bit. Yes, but Sharon Needles is in her 30. But also like a former alcoholic and drug addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, this, I mean, Jake Paul could have a fate. Where, I mean, because when your whole thing is fame, like, I don't know. It's going to be bad. And I, there's like a part of me that I feel sorry for him, but can't wait to see it. Um, going back, I remember I said these people might come up again. Remember I, those people I, from Tampa hang out with the other day? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it is an interesting story about how I know them, but it's, it's not good for this show. But I know these two people from interesting ways in my life, right? And one of them lives in the Bay Area. The other one lives in LA. And every few years they get together and they catch up. And I was privileged to be invited for them to catch up at this, uh, in Santa Monica on the beach and we had dinner together. With their respective spouses and their children. It's a guy and a girl. And the guy, um, I don't want to say too much about what he does. He works in reality television, right? Okay. And now it, what he's doing is working tangentially with people like this. Sure. And it's so funny how out of touch you can kind of get in this town. Because I, I said, blankety blank, his name. I go, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I've known you for years. This Jake Paul's a horrible person. And he's like, oh, no, he's actually a really good guy. And blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, but he hadn't seen the news. I wonder if his tune has changed. But, um, 
Yeah. So uh, I hate this Jake Paul, and I hope every bad thing that happens to him happens to him soon. Thank you. Hey, Joey, I have a news story I want to tell you because it caught my eye and it made me think of you. Um, Fat man eats himself to death. A nasty pair of thieves attacked a man on Van Ness Avenue late Thursday, assaulting him and stealing his ventriloquist device. (laughs) Police say that the crime went down at 10.50 p.m. on Thursday on the 1200 block of Van Ness Avenue. And according to the police department, the 20-year-old male victim was assaulted by two suspects. Men, police say, appeared to be between the ages of 25 and 30. Mm -hmm. During the attack, the duo took his ventriloquist doll and fled, police say. They were last seen headed north on Van Ness. Do you think they go... Do you think they walk up to the guy and they're like, your money or your life? And he goes, I ain't got no money. Yeah, you do. (laughs) You put just 40, you stick 40 dollars on Shut up, dummy. What do you say? I said he has forty dollars in his wallet. I don't. Stop saying that. Well, I don't know why you're telling me to shut up. Hey, you know what? That dummy. And he's like, they just they got like a dummy mess. Does anyone have a glass of water? Yeah. Hey, well, sir, why are you drinking a glass of water? Like, I don't know why he's drinking. He does this all the time. Wait, why is the doll singing uh, Old Susanna while you're drinking that water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Susanna, sing her song. Kept down races five hours long. I mixed up these two songs. Oh, da do da day. Anyway, um, but, yeah. That story made me think of you because for the longest time you had that creepy Oh, I still have it. I have a story about sure. that. Yeah. Well, I think you've told the story on here. No, I have a new story. Oh, a new one. Mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, my parents, I have a bunch of stuff in boxes at my parents' house. Little boxes? <sighs> no, I'm varying size of boxes. And they're like, you know what? Okay. We want you to go through these boxes and tell us what's junk and what's not. So I'm going through the boxes, and uh, one of them, is, I don't know if people know this, I keep the dummy. Okay. John, Paul, and I, when we were in high school, because we're such two little gay boys, when we... In, in between school and the start of musical theater practice, we would go antique shopping. In Gay boy nerds. Yeah, I know. And one time we went to an antique shop, <clears throat> and this woman said, oh, Joe, we have, I think you might like this. This lady brought this in. Her son died, and it's his ventriloquist dummy that he had. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. This already sounds like the beginning of a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. It's so I bought it, and but now and there's so many stories about this ventriloquist dummy and and all that, and we could do a whole fucking Halloween episode about it. But the point is, it stays tied up in a box, and in my parents' garage. And so my nieces were here when I was going through the boxes, and um, they're like, I was showing them all the little different doodads that I have, and then I showed them the ventriloquist dummy, and they asked what the story about the ventriloquist dummy and i told them i thought it'd be very funny i said listen there used to be a boy in the neighborhood named little kevin joe no and this is already wrong i know it's wrong your dad and i used to play with him and then one day he went missing joe and we never saw him ever again but one day in the room upstairs one of the rooms upstairs we found this ventriloquist doll and the parents said it used to belong to little Kevin. We don't know how it got there. And they were like, you're lying, Uncle Joey. 
And I was like, nope, that's the truth. You can ask your dad. And I, when I moved on with my day. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> Next day, my sister-in-law calls me. She is so angry with me. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Mike and I didn't sleep at all last night. And I was like, why? The girls were crying. They couldn't go to sleep. They were afraid of little Kevin. And we kept telling them, we kept telling them that you were, that you, you were lying. They said no, that, cause I told them they go, they might say that I was lying, but that's because they don't, they, they don't want, they, no one wants to talk about little Kevin. So I'd already planted that seed. Joe. <laughs> so they stayed up the whole night. Oh, you know what? Let me send you a picture, actually. We, um, when I was at Boys and Girls Clubs, some older girls got the Bloody Mary story going, mm-hmm. and we had to bring in therapists because there were little girls that would refuse to go piss in the bathroom. So they were holding in their pee all day and then finally peeing themselves because they didn't want to go in the bathroom to do it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's you're fucking with them. <laughs> Ghost stories are scary for kids. How old are they? Uh, nine and six. Six is a little young. I guess nine is getting close to... Do you remember the scary stories we tell in the Dark series? Those scary books? Yes. The, the pictures I often thought were scarier than the... Yeah, yeah. Totally. Than the actual stories. I'm sending you another photo right now. Okay. Um, What do you got going on next week? Uh, it is scary, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and she's in the background looking scared. <laughs> That's messed up. So, um, uh, next week, uh, I am doing a couple of things. I know while Richard and I are doing a tour of that cemetery in East LA from Atlas, Atlas Obscura. Um, and, uh, let me think. Uh, okay. And that's, that's all. That's, I think I have a couple other things going on, but that's pretty much what I have going on. Cool. I don't have very much either. I'm, uh, I need a hobby. Uh, I'm starting to realize I have my, like my diabetes advocacy has kind of been part of my like life for so long. And now that it's not work, it's like, I don't know. I just need something to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to try to figure that out this week. That's going to be at the top of my list of things to do. But other than that, other than that, it's just kind of work shit and normal bullshit. Um, But We'll see. We'll catch up soon. And I've I'll been doing a lot of like making peach preserves and peach jam, and I'm gonna make peach jelly tomorrow. I think and peach this and peach that because there's a bunch of peaches. And then the figs are coming in, so yeah. I've been a little uh, prairie home companion here. That's fun. Yeah, I just Over have here in the ranch. I have to go to work all day and never feel like doing that afterward. You know, work. What's that? Yeah, exactly. All right, Jimmy, and I get well, working. I'm like, ah, I don't fucking do what the girls mean. Yeah, <laughs> she makes me actually like do stuff. Yeah, this girl. Like, I don't have to actually like. I can't just like recite lines that I have memorized in my head for 20 years. I have to like actually concentrate. Yeah, but like, it's hard enough to like teach somebody. You don't have to beg them to sit down. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, your job is to teach them. It's not to babysit. That's them. exactly, and that's not to deal with. Like, I know I, with this girl, I have like upset stomach every single time. Yeah, and you're gonna not want to go. Yeah, and how how much is your money really worth? Like, yeah, it, yeah I don't know. Um, all right, Joey. Well, it was nice catching up with you. All right, go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. 
Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.